Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Okay, here we are for our next episode of Father Knows Something and welcome. I don't need to use these. I can take these off. Yeah. Kind of see you real good, huh? Yeah. And uh, had a good week. Uncle Jimmy's gone. Uncle Jimmy is gone. We have the house back. Um, he was a good roommate, but a, a little chaotic, I would say. <laughs> a little chaotic. You had two of me. Apparently, according to everyone listening, we can't be told. We cannot be uh, uh, just, just, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, told apart? Well, no, there's a better word. You're hard to distinguish. Distinguish between. I don't know. That's not the word I was looking for, but that's okay. That's what happens to me. So uh, let's roll. Okay, dokie. So today it's an interesting theme, Um, kind of an eclectic bunch of stories that, you know, give you the vibe of like, it might get worse before it gets better or just like whatever you're going through, just hang in there. But it does get better. We hope so, especially after your advice. Well, let's see where we go. Okay. But, you know, you also give your take as well. Yeah, it's hard to keep quiet. Yeah, and usually whose take is really better? Or are they the same? Um, or are I they mean, always different? I th- Probably yours. We'll see. Yeah. It's okay. Make your, <laughs> make your votes out there. I'd like to know. <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid to hear the results. <laughs> okay, let's get into this one. Okay. Okay, so up first, hi, Jerry, Morgan, and Justin. I've been listening to the podcast since it first came out, and because I can't talk with my parents, hearing you truly does make me feel happy. I don't even know if I'm asking for advice or if I have hit rock bottom and can't do anything else. I'm sorry if this is all over the place. I'm crying while writing this. I had a mental breakdown today, and I don't know how to help myself. I don't like being dramatic, but my life is falling apart, and I'm struggling to find a reason to keep going. I have multiple advanced classes, and I'm taking an extra three classes at a community college, which involves going in person right after school. My week goes Monday and Wednesday, high school at 8, then I go straight to college, get home at 7, Tuesdays and Thursdays, school, and then I have practice at 6, get out at 9 p.m., Friday, school, Saturday, competition, or 9 to 5 practice. My downtime is spent applying to scholarships. My parents want so badly for me to go to college, but we are low income, so I'm applying to so many scholarships. They tell me every day. I was managing, but then my boyfriend broke up with me today. He said he doesn't want to hurt me and that he is not giving me the attention that I deserve. Kept saying that it had nothing to do with me and that he truly did love me and I made him happy, but he didn't want to cut me out of his life like he does with every person he has had a crush on. Though I understand that this is just a high school relationship, this broke me because of my insecurities. I have never had anybody that truly unconditionally loved me, 
Not even my own parents. They cheat on each other and fight with each other, and I can't stand it. They say they love me, but fail to show me that every day. My mother also says very hurtful things about me to family members, and I have close friends, but I feel as if I'm never good enough. They always leave me out of plans, not related to school, or if someone they like better than me is around, it is as if I don't exist. I don't feel loved by anyone in my life. There is always someone that the people that are supposed to love me care more about. I just want someone to truly care about me. I get that I am young, but with the pressure of figuring out what to do with myself and never feeling like enough for just one person, it just makes everything hurt and I don't know how to make it better. I just need help figuring out my life. I don't want to go to college. Hell, I'm considering the military at this point. But I just want to stop feeling like I'm never good enough. I tried doing so much, but it never works out and I don't know what to do anymore. My turn? Uh, Yeah, there's an ideal outcome and a little bit more info that I think we should just kind of cover. Ideal outcome to just be happy. I want to be enough for somebody. Anything else? I am a 17-year-old high school senior. My dream in life is to become a tattoo artist, but my parents would never support that. That is why I'm considering joining the Navy. Work for some four years and be able to save up money and be able to do what I want. But that would mean being cut off for most of my family, including my parents. They only want me to do college, but I don't know if college is it for me. Now my turn. Yes. You're 17 and I'm 65. And do you believe that I wake up some mornings and I go, what else can God do to me today? He has broken this, wiped me out from that. My account got ripped off this way. This happened here. Bill came in, a tax bill shows up, and you feel that you are just bombarded and there's got to be an easier way out <laughs> anyway, but but the normal way. And the advice that I got from my mother, and I've always shared with my kids, and now I'll share it with you, one step at a time. Back up, shut everything down for a moment, get your own composure, even if you just have to... Uh, take a long walk or a bike ride by yourself just to find your own thought and it will put it back in at least reboot and where you can start taking one item at a time. But let's take, let's take the, the straw that broke the camel's back. The boyfriend shows up, honey, I love you. I got to tell you this, but I'm doing this for you. I got to break up with you. I love you, but I got to break up with you. The true thing about And the most important factor of this is that he just did you the best favor of your life. And that was recognizing that your relationship isn't really what's going to keep him with you for the rest of your life. And for that, that's enough to know he set you free and is allowing you to go spend time with yourself. And if the next person shows up, you don't have to feel any guilt to go meet somebody, get to know who they are and decide, is that your person to start enjoying life with, without any guilt? You have been given such rotten examples on relationship from your mom and your dad. And it's a rotten relation because they don't know how to deal with each other and respect one another. And they don't even know how to respect you. And you're at least insightful enough to recognize this. And so you're doing your own thing. Let's take the next step. You're, you're loading yourself down with units between 
uh, high school and college and work. And I did that my senior year of school. I, 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 I jumped high school, you know, uh, halfway through and started going to college. And I may have even started going to college classes in my freshman or my senior year of high school, but I was in sports and I had to at least stay in high school to complete that, to, to get my, 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 my fourth year varsity letterman jacket or bar. And it was, it's, it's difficult to start piling all this stuff on as now you're also piled on the, the scholarship thing. So back to square one, one thing at a time, set, set your goal for the day. And as you do your checklist, you check one item off, you check the next item off. It will actually seem easier and faster if you check them off because you'll see it. It's now in, in, in your past. It's behind you. And yeah, you're going to have to make the decision is what is the benefit of school? What is the, um, the downside of it? Uh, what's the benefit of the Navy? What is the downside of it? You may find out if you go to the Navy, they'll pay for your school. They'll give you, you give them four, they give you four. And that might work for you. And you come out with, you know, a lot of experience in way, different ways of processing things. And in some cases, your family becomes your Navy, your, your, your Navy brother and sisters, which is something that you might need, you know, for structure in your life at this point, if you haven't had that at home. There's all kinds of thoughts to be brought into this, but we go back to square one one step at a time and digesting this. And far as battling with your parents to go do this stuff, they apparently they're too tied up in their own world to even to consider some of the things you need. So maybe a counselor, maybe another family member that, you know, can you can talk to that you have faith or trust in. I do think that if you found someone to talk to that might be a counselor, could be a career counselor, might just be uh, I, just a psychologist in general to help you with some of your uh, feelings of where you don't feel important enough or in, if you have any any self-inadequacies. It sounds like you got your your shit together in some ways. So in- a lot of ways, I think I think this person is juggling the weight of the world mm-hmm. and honestly has taken maybe too much out on their plate. And I think it's, you know, 17 was. Oh, God, that was miserable for you. It was fucking terrible. And I think a lot of us out there listening can relate. I mean, it feels like the weight of the world is on you at 17. You have to make all of these big life choices that seemingly feel like the fork in the road, college, not college, join the military, go to college, like that fork in the road of leaving high school and the path you take, Mm -hmm. it feels like it's do or die. That's how it feels a lot of times. I remember that. And now throw in a high school relationship who, you know, is your first love, someone that you feel really understands you and sees you for you and loves you. And that ends. And it's like, oh, it's, it is hard. That, that weight is, that, that weight weighs five times when all this other shit's going on mm-hmm. and your, your heart gets stomped. Yeah. You seem totally lost. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember I remember this very very well many times. It's it's not that it was not 50 years ago, but I certainly remember it. Yeah. So, well, I'm with you. And so, you know, you say in your ideal outcome, something that really stood out to me is I want to be enough for somebody. Be enough for yourself. Be enough for yourself. 
Yeah. Why can't you be enough for yourself? That's where it's Why, gotta start. You gotta you really gotta take this journey of self-love and self-discovery. And I had a friend in the Navy and the, a friend in the Marines. The one in the Navy had a much more enjoyable experience. Mm -hmm. She met her husband in the Navy. They were on the same ship together. They toured together. I mean, they're married with two kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have a great life together. So the Navy and, you know, any of the armed forces could be a good fit for you. But I would thoroughly investigate and talk to people because there's some people that regret it and hate it. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're tied down for four years. So... It is, it's hard, but I think like you said, you got to take it one thing at a time. And the first thing is like, yeah, you're going through a breakup. You got to heal. Um, also, you're a high school senior. You graduate in a month, two months. Soak it in. Like, soak it in. What's the saying where they say, don't make a decision, don't make any rash decision decisions when you are upset or when something just yeah well after a breakup they say like don't make any big changes for six months after death it's like nine months but you know you got to do what feels right for you but you're graduating and if you don't want to go to college this next fall you don't have to take a gap year travel go work abroad in another country go teach mm -hmm. english or spanish in another country. I mean, there's so many opportunities and taking do, a gap year is go, not going to hurt your college application process. Go do an internship with, with art and working with tattooing. Yeah. See if you like that. I mean, you may have a hidden talent there that not many people have. Yeah. And I think, you know, it is hard when you live in a family that holds things over your head or if you don't go to college, we will not talk to you. Um, I was just talking to someone the other day about they are um, a daughter of immigrants mm -hmm. and there's no acknowledgement of mental health and there's just different parental like roles. Mm -hmm. It's not lovey-dovey. It's very strict and feelingless, it seems. And mm -hmm. I mean... Granted, they were immigrants and they worked really hard and struggled and they don't want to see their kids struggle, but it is hard to deal with that. And so if you feel that you can relate, while it might be really, really hard to imagine your family cutting you off, if you're not happy with your family, maybe they'll be happy with Maybe, them. yeah, maybe there's some relief there being more true to yourself and doing what makes you happy because appeasing other people and breaking yourself trying to succeed mm -hmm. at pleasing other people isn't working. Yeah, but I got to say something. You not you you not getting the acknowledgement from your family is not on you. No. It's it's definitely th th this couple really does sound totally dysfunctional and in their own world. So you can't yeah. take that that you've done anything wrong or it's anything. You just got got placed here. So you know, take that one and consider it as you're making your choices and your decisions and not not own that one. That Absolutely. Has nothing, you had nothing to do with whatever's going on in their life. It's all them. Also, based on the sounds of this, you aren't in a very good place. Um, I would say maybe struggling with some mental health things like depression, but you are on your parents' insurance until you're 26. If they have insurance. If they have insurance for you. 
Otherwise, if you're under 18, you can get state insurance. And I would, I would make sure you have that and pursue some mental health help. I think Mm -hmm. talking to a therapist would be amazing for you. I mean, the one thing really to acknowledge here is we don't have any degrees in that. At least I certainly don't. No. And, you know, I just have a dad degree. And if you came to me and said, honey, you know, dad, I got these issues. I would, yes, I would probably give you more attention than your parents are going to give you to try to work out some of these issues. But at the end of the day, you're still going to have to do, take, take the initiative to start working through some of this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. But keep us posted. Okay, moving along. Next one. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And now entering the room, the irrepressible Justin, wearing his two hot takes hat. Yeah. Looking cool. Yeah. All over your Crocs. Okay. So today's theme and a reminder for those out there as well is hang in there, like hanging in there. So our writers are going through some tough stuff and it might get worse before it gets better, but just keep hanging in there. Okay. Okay. Trigger warning on this next one, you guys, it does contain talks of suicide. Hi, Jerry, Justin, Morgan, and any other guests present when this is read. This may be a little long-winded, so I apologize in advance. I, female 23, lost my dad to suicide in May of 2022. It's been extremely difficult for my mom, female 44, and my three siblings, female 21, female 17, male 16, and I. And I know all of us have mainly struggled with figuring out our own self-identities after such a huge loss— and now living with PTSD. I am married and was no longer living at home when it happened, but my husband and I were the ones who discovered the location of my dad's death, and my husband had to break down the door for the police officer to find my dad. My actual issue that I'm writing in for is this. I grew up in a Christian family, and I haven't been going to church since I moved out of my parents' house. I would really like to start going again, but I'm struggling with a lot of questions and hesitations. I was always taught growing up that suicide automatically equals hell, but at the same time, if you were a believer and a genuinely good person that helped others, then you had a seat in a good afterlife. My dad was an amazing man that never hesitated to help others and had a strong belief system. Yes, we had our issues at home every now and then due to mental health issues on my dad's end, bipolar disorder, and PTSD from fighting in Iraq, but nothing that I believe he should be damned forever for. I know this isn't a religion podcast and I'm not looking for religious advice. I mainly just need help on figuring out how to go back into a church setting while I'm wrestling in my mind with some of the things that they teach. My second issue that I have is rediscovering who I am as a person in the aftermath of this trauma. My anxiety has gotten much worse, but at the same time, I find myself wanting to be more outgoing after the stark realization of how short life can be. I want to express myself more and go out and do more things, but it's hard to get the motivation or swallow the anxiety long enough to actually do it. Any advice you have on either of those things is greatly welcomed. There's a couple things to 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 tackle here. The first thing that I have to say is that grief it takes 
at least a year minimum to heal from, especially something like what you just went through with your dad. On the religious side, there's religion and there's spirituality. And some people might think they run, you know, in the same business. Some people say they're, they run on two different lanes. I think that the first thing that I would be interested in knowing is that you went back to your church where you feel comfortable or did feel comfortable and just have a talk with the, uh, the pastor there and see if they can offer you any kind of comfort or something that works for you to make you feel comfortable. And if it doesn't, maybe this isn't the, the spirituality that you want to follow. Maybe there's a different church or a different denomination or place you can go to find that connection with, with, with the universe and God than what you're getting at that, at that place. So don't discount the fact that it's religion. It may just be that specific place where you're going if you don't find that comfort. I mean, you, I can't believe that when people are as good as my parents were and we're Jewish and people of the Christian faith say, if we don't become Christian, my parents are in hell. I have a tough time believing my parents are in hell. I have had a relationship spiritually with my with my parents post their death in dreams. I may see something or may think of something and I listen. I, we've had, I've had shows, you know, on Father Knows where I've talked about some of these experiences. And maybe you've had experiences of your dad and talking to him. And maybe he has shared with you the pain that he was in before the time that he took his escape or the way that he felt he had to cure himself of whatever he was going through. I mean, obviously it's tragic, but I would certainly look into other ways of spirituality to find that comfort that you have with, with the universe and with God and your God and what, what relationship you have with your God, because your God will give you the answer as you talk to him and maybe going through a filter isn't getting the message back because they're 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 convoluting the conversation where if you have the conversation with your god yourself you might find that answer so that's what i have on that yeah i think from someone obviously i don't practice christianity i would i would say i feel more jewish than anything but I do see a lot on TikTok about people talking about how the Christian faith in some circles is changing and very open and comforting, you know, especially with the LGBTQ plus community mm-hmm. who, if you think about traditional Christians, is ostracized from. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I don't think your dad is in hell. I think there's a lot to be said about the translation of Bibles and how they're interpreted. And I mean, that text, unless you can read, what was it? What was the original I, scripture I, I written think, in? I, I don't think it was, I think it was Aramaic or I don't even know if it was, I'm not sure if it was Hebrew. Yeah. But it did, there, there is some, some differences in whatever, however it was. So the interpretations have truly yeah. changed because when I was in Israel and we went, I went to Safad. And up in the uh, Golan, in that area where they were studying, where apparently the Bible was, or the Torah was first written, Mm -hmm. where it went from being a story that was told from generation to generation to actually scribed. And if you've been in a room full of rabbis 
Trust me, no one agrees on anything that's said. <laughs> well, and that's, it's, it's war. That's it's a holy war in those rooms. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, this is such an old text that has been translated thousands of times. So unless you can go find the original, like, we don't know what's necessarily fact or did you tell just Justin, a story. Did you ask tell Justin the shopping list that I wanted you, him to pick up You know, today? And Justin, did you pick all up the items the way she said it? Or did you give him the right list? Telephone? I didn't even give him a list. <laughs> so, I mean, you have to believe what you believe in and what's important to you and find a group of people who think similarly. Mm -hmm. They might not think the same, but you could definitely probably find a supportive group of people that, you know, have dealt with that. And I'm sure there's a, a loss group, you know, that you could probably talk to and these people have probably questioned the same thing if their loved one is, you know, in a good place. So I, I guarantee if you go to five spiritual leaders of different faiths, you will get five different answers. And then after you get all those answers, talk out loud to God yourself and see what, see what you feel and what you see and see if anything could be, that's anything there to give you some comfort so you can go on and enjoy your life. Because the one thing I can guarantee that your dad's spirit would want and God would want, in my opinion, in my belief, is that he wants everyone to be happy and, and to do good things for the universe, for everybody. And not to be one that to simply work in what's your best interest and no one else's, but to take take us as a community because the bible is all about community and living amongst community so we have someone on the other end of the couch who is like you don't really believe in any religion so what are your thoughts on this one i just think it boils down to being like a good person mm -hmm. i the, in doing what makes you happy i think the challenge of life is to just find happiness yeah and it's hard to remind yourself of that every day it's like, you know, maybe all this matters, maybe it doesn't. Nobody can give you, nobody knows for sure this or that. Whether it's religion, whether it's what's out there, whether there's other life out there. The best kept secret, isn't it? Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, we don't know what happens with death. We don't know any of this. Everyone's just like saying, this is it, this is it. But really, I think it boils down to being a good person and also, you know, following your dreams and believing what you believe in. Unless you're a flat earther or believe we didn't land on the moon, then you're already you're already like messed up. But it's just simply be a good person and just kind of follow what you believe to be good. So that kind of goes into the second issue on this um, that they're having. And it is. I have a hard time rediscovering who I am as a person in the aftermath of this trauma. My anxiety has gotten much worse, but at the same time, I find myself wanting to be more outgoing after the stark realization of how short life can be. Like, do you have any advice on getting out there after dealing with something super heavy or just any advice on how to kind of conquer and overcome anxiety Did in the you, face I, of this? I, I wonder if she went to any support groups. Where you know people that have gone through you know grief you know grieving uh, classes or grieving, um, there's no mention of any 
support group or grief therapy, counseling. But, but you certainly meet people that have gone through a lot of this. And there is a lot of, re, I mean, in the Jewish religion, when we lose somebody for 11 months, we go to a prayer service every day and we say the same prayer it has nothing to do with death at all, in fact, but it ha- happens to do with being life and going in, in the beauty of life and what goes on. And that we may remember our, you know, the, the people of our past, but it's all about going forward. The most interesting thing is after you go to this half hour event every day, you leave, you feel better. You feel part of a community. They're all there. And after 11 months of it, believe it or not, that hole that's here, that's the size of the biggest crater that has ever come from uh, an object from outer space onto our earth, you truly feel healed and filled in. And I did it. And when I lost my mom, I didn't do it with my dad, but I certainly did it with my mom. And I got to tell you, it worked. Mm-hmm. It made, it worked for me. And I talked to a friend of mine today that her mother passed away elderly, uh, just now 11 months and in a, in a, it'll be a year in three weeks. So she just finished doing Kaddish. And she says, you know, we haven't traveled or done anything in the last year, but we're now planning to go take a trip and do something. And I said, wow, it's, you know, it's been a year and I, I remember your mom often, but, you know, I'm glad to see that this year has passed and it's time to go, right, it's time to go take a trip and go yeah. on with life yeah. and experiences. And it, it's enough already. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think one last thing on that point is think about what that person or those people would want you to be doing. Mm-hmm. They're not going to want you to, you know, sh- close all the shutters no. and and stay on this forever, they're going to want you to go enjoy your life, be happy and do everything you possibly can. I I do believe that too. Yeah. Yeah. And anxiety sucks. I think, you know, we talked about this a lot in our group therapy, like discord chat with everyone. And, you know, we had someone who was dealing with a lot of anxiety and like getting out there and feeling alone and disconnected. And it is hard. Like even me, I'm, I deal with a lot of anxiety and like getting yourself to leave the house or commit to something even, or like do something is so hard. But the minute I'm there, I don't regret it. It feels great. That's what I was just going to ask. I literally ask myself every time I'm like, why did I make this so fucking hard on myself? Why did I think this was going to be so miserable? And I don't know. It's just something our silly little brains do, but I would really challenge yourself. Like one, the grief group would be amazing, but pick one thing this next month that feels good for you. Like the girl we talked to has a cat. I literally said, I go, go walk your cat on a leash. I go, go volunteer with other animals. Go take a pottery class. Like pottery is something I've been wanting to do for a while. Mm -hmm. There's rug making classes. There's acting classes. There's so many things you can find online. Workout classes. And wow, acting class. (laughs) That... Everything in the world happens in an acting class. Just find one thing this fun. month. It's gonna. This episode comes out April 4th. You have the next month to find one thing and take a picture of you doing it and send it to our Instagram so we know you did it. Proof or it didn't happen. But that's, that's your homework. Weather's changing too. We're going into some beautiful weather now. Spring is here. Depending so. on where... They live, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they could be going right into Sydney, Australia, <laughs> yeah. and I think they're going to be going the opposite. Winter. 
Yes, and that's where I'm. That's where I have to go enjoy June, and it's not going to be nice. It's going to yeah. be cold. Also, if any listeners out there have any recommendations for religious um, online churches that are very open and nice, like I know that's a big thing, um, and I know this that there's a lot of online churches these days because all the TikTok churches were pissed about the potential ban because they were like, you you can't separate me from my flock. So there's a lot of new age religious organizations and people out mm-hmm. there so you can you can find your people they're streaming it's they're, all out there. yeah and it's it's easy to do and then you have more time to do your fun hobby that you have now for homework keep us posted absolutely and sorry for your loss that's it's a tough one you're almost at a year next month this is it join us today during the jeep celebration event right now get 20 percent below msrp for an average of 15,178 under msrp on the purchase of a 2023 jeep grand cherokee overland 4xe or summit 4xe not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers 15,178 average based on 20 percent below average msrp from all 2023 grand cherokee overland 4xe and summit 4xe models and dealer stock residency restrictions apply take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1 jeep is a registered trademark Okay, up next. Hi, Morgan, Jerry, and Justin. I've been listening to both podcasts religiously since they started, and they're the highlight of my week. Anyways, I'm looking for some advice on dealing with a situation with my ex-boyfriend. He, 27 male, and I, 25 female, broke up about two and a half years ago. I've moved on and am in a very good place with a new partner, but he doesn't seem to have moved on. For some background, we were together off and on for five years. It was a pretty toxic relationship at times, and I watched him slowly become an alcoholic. I finally decided that it was time to end it for good, as it was no longer a good environment for myself or my daughter from a previous relationship, so not his. We fully stopped communicating and haven't interacted or spoken in at least two years, maybe even longer, which brings me to the issue at hand. He has a lot of photos of my daughter from our relationship together, and while I'm fine with him keeping them privately, I am not fine with what he has been doing recently, which is posting them to his Snapchat stories with sad and frankly concerning captions related to his declining mental health. I don't feel like he has the right to use my daughter to broadcast his issues all over the internet and to his and all of our mutual friends especially after this much time has gone by with absolutely no contact between the two of us. So mostly what I'm asking is, should I leave it alone and hope he stops? Or should I reach out and ask him to quit? I'm nervous to open the door to communication again, as it seems like he's in a pretty bad place. And I don't want to open any further wounds or give him hope that we could try again. Any advice is deeply appreciated. And thank you so much for your time. Ideal outcome is for him to stop posting photos of my daughter and to move on with his life. I don't know if he has started posting these things to get a rise out of you to make it a communication. That's one thought. And the other one is just that his, for whatever reason, his mind is connected with that time. Either way, you certainly have a right to protect your, your daughter from being pictures on the internet. One of the options is to go request that he surrender the pictures to you or not use them. That's the nice, that's your first nice way of doing it. If anything 
goes goes negative or awry with that conversation, you just kindly excuse yourself and you go away and say, well, I thought I would ask you and, and, and good luck to you and walk out the door. Then your next step is to go to the police or go to the courthouse and file what's called a TRO, a temporary restraining order from him posting those pictures due to the safety of your daughter. And the judge will probably... I can't imagine he wouldn't grant you a TRO because your daughter is a minor. Right. And that would be the thought that I would have first try to see if he'll surrender them. And in fact that that doesn't work, then you go for the TRO. Yeah. I, um, I was wondering if you can pursue any legal action. And the first thing that came to my mind was like a cease and desist letter to him from a lawyer being like, Hey, if you do not stop, this activity, you will be prosecuted further mm-hmm. or potentially. Um, and apparently you, it's kind of hard to find on Google, but people can't, people and businesses cannot post your child's likeness for any commercial purposes, but this is his personal Snapchat. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of gray area there. And I don't think, you know, something we talked about on our Down the Rabbit Hole show is like, the laws haven't really caught up yet mm-hmm. with how social media and kids and the pictures of them interact. Like there's not a lot of laws out there protecting kids mm-hmm. being posted on social media. And it's it's really, really hard. But I would pursue something. I don't know if personally you getting in contact with him would be healthy, but I would definitely like have a lawyer maybe draft a letter like saying the photos need to be deleted and not posted anymore. I think, um, I, so, I think it's inappropriate so, so, that he even has them, to be so, honest. So do you find it a a problem or a negative to try to just go to it on a, on a nice, kind, open-air conversation saying, gee, can you p- do me a favor? Please cease and desist from posting these pictures and surrender them if, um, you, if, you, don't, you, know, if you don't want them. But if you're going to have them, look, they- I think for someone that was in a toxic relationship, mm-hmm. I don't think... There's a healthy way to open that door again. and So you say go in full strength. I don't necessarily, like, you can ask a mutual friend to ask him to stop if you don't want to pursue a lawyer right away, but I don't think it's necessarily good to get yourself involved. Like, to be honest, this is very unhinged behavior, and I think I would be very apprehensive of what his next step is. Like, how is he going to react by being told you can't post these pictures anymore? Is he going to lash out and then hurt her? So I don't know. I definitely wouldn't see him alone. If you do talk to him, I wouldn't see him in person at all. I would call him on the phone if you do reach out. But I personally, if this were me in this situation, would not put myself have in a that rep- position. Ha- have a legal representative co- contact him with, with a strong letter. Or family. Family or friend. But I, you know, that could be step one. And then if he doesn't stop, then step two is legal action. I truly believe he is certainly posting this stuff to, to, to get a connection with her. Something, this, but this it's, is it's his unhinged. way of control. This is a scary person right now. Mm-hmm. They're dealing with a lot of their own shit and this is not normal behavior. And so what's next? Him showing up at their house, at the little girl's school. Mm-hmm. What's the next step? Because this is going to escalate if it's not nipped in the bud at least i think what do you yeah thoughts? i think i'd be most afraid of the reaction and just like what can of worms are you opening of course you need to but it really matters 
like the next step is very critical. Yeah, I mean, if someone's that. knocking on your door and they keep going like this, knock, 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 and you're not answering the door and they know you're inside, yeah. it just makes them more aggravated at that point. You're, you're certainly exacerbating it. Yeah. And he's using these pictures as the tool to knock on the door. Exactly. I know, and it's weird that it's popping up so much later too. I mean- Two years. I could see someone doing, you know, weird things pretty soon after because they're reacting out of very strong emotion and not really sure how to get what they want. Mm -hmm. But two and a half years later, yeah, it starts to freak me out a little bit. Well, and I think something that's come up in some of the responses on this show, and I saw it in an episode, and maybe it wasn't based on our response, but just people's reaction to the story. And a lot of people do say like, and it's maybe the way we think. Sometimes we give people too much benefit of the doubt or we hope for more good in them than mm -hmm. there is. We do. But a lot of people do say, you don't owe an abuser or a person that didn't treat you well anything. Like she doesn't really owe him a conversation even. So if she did want to have a representative reach out for her, that's totally justified. Their relationship wasn't healthy mm -hmm. and they've been done. So it might be honestly the safest and the most reasonable well let me let me say this i'm not arguing with you no i'm i'm just we're just talking you're, we're, not, you're not trying to sell me on this we're I, just talking I here i i like we said we're just taking ideas on on how we would approach it and i and i and i hear you loud and clear on the fear that this guy is very much could be tilted and you could look we get people going into high schools doing crazy shit today in elementary schools you people are crazy what they do when they're unhinged this is just so bad i got on i got on true crime tiktok and justin and i listen to true crime podcasts and stuff when we're driving but the amount of dads that have killed their kids lately is just fucked and i i don't know i can't even begin to understand so i see unhinged behavior and like my my I, radar goes I, off i i hear you i like i i can see it so i i have no i have no qualms in in this advice <laughs> to say certainly get someone to write a very strong letter get a professional involved and see yeah. see if you can put immediate stop to it yeah yeah absolutely because Keep, we de we definitely know do we all agree that he's trying to get her attention i don't know what his his motive is behind it involves this. It somehow. Your bell isn't ringing on that one. I don't know. I really don't know if it's to get her attention, to garner sympathy from all the people. Because all of the people on his Snapchat know, like, oh, he dated. He was, you know, had this stepchild, essentially, kind of relationship, maybe. Yeah. And so I don't know if he wants just attention. I don't know what it is, but it's not right. And it's off. It's okay. off. Okay. Keep us posted, please. This one giving me a little anxiety. Let us know what you did. Let, let us know the, the tact you did, you do take and let's see what, how it goes. So let us know what you did do. Yeah, absolutely. We got another one. We one do. Join us today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Okay. 
Hi, Jerry. I love your show. And I, 24 female, am wondering how to tell my dad that I don't want him to walk me down the aisle. Long story short, my dad has always been abusive. Fat jokes when I was 10, spanking me every other day until I moved out, and continue to invalidate my further education and the life I've built for myself. All the childhood abuse left me with a diagnosis of CPTSD, and his presence is triggering for me. I have known since I was a preteen that I didn't want my dad giving me away, but I still don't know how to express it. Ideal outcome, find a way to tell him that isn't going to cause conflict on the day of my wedding. Anything else? Wedding is not until August of 2024. My parents are still married and have been for 30 years due to divorce being against their religion. My mom and I have a decent relationship now, and she will be involved in wedding planning and helping to pay for it. So he has to be invited. Well, because your dad's invited doesn't automatically mean he's walking you down the aisle. So the short answer is you can easily call, uh, when you when your mom is playing, you can say, mom, do you want to tell dad or you want me to tell dad? And just, you could simply write him a letter that might some people might think it's the chicken shit way out, but it certainly uh, changes the ability of, 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 of a, an explosion when you say, Dad, I really don't want you walking down the aisle. You can, you can certainly say, Dad, we have, we've had a very interesting relationship all our life. Due to that relationship, this is, this is what has come from it. I know you'll be at my, I, I know you're going to be at the wedding or you're invited to be at the wedding, I'm glad you're going to be there, but I don't feel it's appropriate that you walk me down the aisle. And I have, I don't know who's going to walk her down the aisle. She can just say, you know, Char, you know, Uncle Charlie's walking me down the aisle, or my my future father-in-law is walking me down the aisle, or some a friend of mine. No who, one. Or no one's walking. It's all what she wants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's perfect if no one walks you down the aisle. That's where you feel too. There's nothing wrong with that concept. At no, all. but I do believe being direct and getting it out of the way early is the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Make- life involves a lot of well, not a lot. Life involves certain very difficult conversations, and you know they're going to be difficult. You just need to. I think you get it done as early as you possibly can and get it out of the way. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're just going to keep building this up. But I think the best thing to do is prepare in a way where you know exactly what you want to say and how you're going to say it. Not word for word, because if you try and rehearse something and say it, it's going to get all messed up, it's not going to come across right. But have a general sense of what you want to say. Sit down and have the conversation or do it however you want, through whoever you want. But get the message across and be prepared ahead of time for what any response could be. Think what possibly could be the response to this. And you can make a list of them and then address each one so that you're not shocked with whatever response you get and you know how you want to respond to that and what you want the message to remain. And I think if you prepare for a very tough conversation that way, sure, things, you know, you might not predict every possible outcome, but you're prepared on either end of the spectrum in case of whatever response to have that thing to say after and not be flustered and get backed into a corner. I will say by, by writing it and doing it through the writing, you don't have to worry about the initial impact of violence and, right. and triggering all your uh, post-traumatic. 100%. Yeah. And go ahead. 
I was just going to say, I'm also okay with her line. Like, I think the the lie, one, could be super easy. If she doesn't want anyone else to even walk her down the aisle, she just wants to walk herself and just go, which I think looks badass. I just, not with your big bouquet. But honestly, I would just lie. I would, I, and, but this is where you have to do what's right for you. Because if it's, if it feels better for you to write the letter and kind of confront him for what he did, then write the letter and say, because of this and the lack of our relationship, I don't want you to walk me down the aisle. Blah, 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 blah. You can do that. If you want the stress-free way out, stress, less stress, less stress way out, I would just say, we're having a very non-traditional wedding. You know, my partner isn't going to walk his family down the aisle. You know, they typically walk their mom. We're just going to walk ourselves down. So I'm not having anyone walk me down the aisle. So just so you know, like we're going to have a very non-traditional entrance. So no one's going to be walking down the aisle. And that gets rid of any of that frustration. Yeah. Like I I think it it comes down to like, what's going to be healthier for you? Does it feel good to address that and get that off your chest? Or just like avoid it? Because like for me, I'm like, I just fucking lie. I just think it's easier. Okay. Well, and we've had similar conversations about things with weddings like this too, mm-hmm. where day of, if you're worried, there are a lot of things you can put in place to safeguard. By the way, it's not a lie if you decide you're going to walk yourself down the aisle. No. It's not so, a lie. It's, yeah, it's, it's a fact. It's a fact. I, so, but like, you don't have to give a reason, essentially. No, that, you can lie about the fact like, oh, we're just doing a non-traditional well, ceremony. you are. It's but, not a lie. It's yeah, perfect. It is. Yeah, essentially the truth. But it's the, the truth. The only part that gets hard is if she does want someone else to walk her down. Because, that's correct. Because that's going to be difficult to explain. If then there's the letter. Then there's the letter. Or you just say, you know what? I want my best guy friend to walk me down. He's played such a big part in my life. I just, I think it would be so special. And the fact that he's your father, don't worry about it. (laughs) Dad, I wanted you to be able to sit with mom the whole time. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I think it's okay to twist the truth a little. The the one thing that we're all agreement on, do it right now. Get it out of the way. Don't carry it. Don't dwell on this. Don't let it take you through the next two, three, four, five months. Honestly. Get it over with. I don't know. I think I'd wait a little longer. Really? No. I Get the stuff paid for. Mom's paying for it. Yeah, but what if uh, she tells the dad, I'm not having you walk me down the aisle, and then he says, honey, you're not paying for anything. Well, I don't know what goes on in their life. I don't know. Something to consider. Well, that's called manipulating. Some, I think that that's called retribution. Keep us posted. I just, that should just be a disclaimer. Just All right, keep you got one posted. more? I do have one more. Okay. Hi, Jerry, Justin, Morgan. I'm in need of some advice. I'm seven months pregnant and have an amazing fiance who has been with me through it all. My question, however, pertains to my mom. She's a drug addict and has been since I was in middle school. She's been on and off, clean here and there, but for the most part, she's been using. She went to rehab last year and I don't believe that it worked. I admit that my aunt and I basically forced her into it and she didn't go because she really wanted to. But now I'm about to have a baby and she claims to be clean to me. However, she's told other family members that she was using on a different occasion. And when she does so, she tends to make irresponsible decisions. Overall, my question is, am I in the wrong for not wanting her around me or my child? She's so excited to be a grandmother, but she's not only lying to me, but I feel like I can't trust her to be around my daughter. 
I've also just had enough of this game with her and I want to cut her off from my life, but I'm nervous to do so and don't know what to do. Please let me know your thoughts. I understand that you love your mom and who she is, but the bottom line is that you have to protect the cub. Because of just her addiction, you are your 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 motherly sensibilities of saying I must protect my child is well is 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 well deserved. Mm-hmm. So my answer is quick and clean and simple. She's out. Uh, you can certainly explain to her why. She can argue with you or she can accept it. But until you know for sure that she is clean and not just clean for a week, but she's truly clean and she's made this a change of life, she cannot be alone with your daughter. And if you want, and it, and and, and be, even to have her around you and your daughter, you want to make sure that she's you know clean or whatever, that you have supervision with you at that time. Say so, you know, it, you're going to have to have supervision with us because I'm not going to have to worry about dealing with you if you're using. I don't want to have any of the any of the things that may come along with it. Yeah. Justin's, Is there an ideal outcome? Um, ideally, I would love for her to be 100% clean and to be a part of her granddaughter's life, but I just don't know if that's possible. Right. That's um, it. Do you, and maybe others out there can chime in in the comments, but do you think it would be fair to ask her to take drug tests? You know, if she's going to come over and see the baby, I know there's at-home drug tests that you can buy. Do you think it would be fair to ask her to do that? How do we know that they're going to be her 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 blood or her urine or her test? I mean, the first time, it's I doubt she's going to be carrying a bag of urine. You know, I dated someone that had an addict in their family. And it just... It just is. You No, I and I you know it's hard. I I think you could use that as like this is why you're cut off. You came over to see the baby and you're not clean. I know with 100% certainty you've been lying to me. So we are done. And like, you know, maybe being a grandma is will be important enough for her to get clean. Yeah, and it's hard because addiction is a disease, right? Like Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily that she doesn't want to be clean for her daughter and her family and being a grandma, but like she's just in this cycle of it. And so it's hard, but, you know, people have maybe enabled her and maybe this will cutting her off and saying, you are done. You are not seeing my child. That might be the final straw that will get her clean, that she wakes up. Yeah. I- Addiction's hard. I, you certainly hear about people that, that do get clean, but I hear so many stories that they don't. Yeah. So it, we wish you luck. And if anyone has a, a good idea, again, that will help this woman, absolutely chime in and, and, and give your advice and your thoughts. Yeah. I will just say like you're you're totally valid in your fear and your feelings. I I would not trust her around my baby if this was my mom. You just never know. You never know. And I just saw, what the fuck is wrong with my TikTok algorithm? I just saw a TikTok of this woman who her mother-in-law, or no, it was her mom. It was her mom. Her mom was watching her baby and he wandered off and fell in a pond and drowned. Mom apologized. They, you know, kind of started a relationship again and she let her mom watch her daughter 
And the mom put the baby in the car seat and went somewhere and left the baby in the car seat. Left the baby in the car seat. So the mom killed two of her kids. And you can't replace your kids. You can't replace those babies. So it is always better to be safe than sorry. Watch your cub. Yeah. I look, I was really when it came to you, I didn't leave you by yourself with any not anyone anyone that I was not a hundred percent sure of. You put me in daycare. I didn't just put you in daycare. Yeah, you did. You put me in daycare at the Jefferson School, and they were mean. No, it, that was not for daycare. That was for school. And then you said, that I don't like daycare. it. daycare. Well, it was like your fourth grade. You were four years old, and you were going into- I was like I two or three. No, no, no. You were four. Oh, I remember it like it was yesterday. You it was were four, traumatizing. And I pulled you right out. <laughs> I took you. As soon as you told me you don't like it. I then, know, I, which is good. Always, always listen to your kids. I did. Yeah. I pulled you out. I know. I'm just I'm just messing with you. Don't mess with me. <laughs> okay. That is all I have for this episode. Thanks a lot for joining us this this uh this week and I hope to see you again next week. Do we have a Patreon coming up? Um not tonight because it is nine PM and I have to edit this with Justin right now. There will be Patreon content in April, so head over there. Okay. So thanks so much again and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Are you looking to grow your business and stay resilient? Look no further than FM Global for your commercial property insurance and risk management needs. With more than 180 years of scientific research and data at our disposal, we'll work with you to engineer solutions that help protect your business today so you can prosper tomorrow. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.